Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Puck House Podcast. Before we begin, I do have an announcement about the Puck House Podcast. I am now on Twitter, at the Puck House Pod, so go go give that a follow over on Twitter. The username at the Puck House Pod. So go give that go give that a follow for for tons of bonus content there. Things about things about various things that are happening. My immediate kind of my immediate kind of reactions to those to certain things that happen. So go give that a follow. Go give that a follow. Tons of bonus content over there. But today we got quite a lot to talk about. There was quite a bit that happened in this past week. The second round of playoffs has been continuing. We're going to talk about the developments with the Ottawa Senators bid. We're going to break down the CHL Championship Series. And some... And Alex Petrangelo and his suspension and his one-game suspension for his two-handed slash on Leon Dreisaitl. We'll get into that and more on this episode of the Puck House Podcast. All right, now we're going to move into the roundup. And there was there was quite a bit that happened this week, both on and off the ice in various, various leagues, from the NHL to the CHL. There was a lot that happened. Big story of the week is Connor Bernard. Connor Bedard, everyone was wondering which team will Connor Bedard go to, and we found that out on Monday. He is going to be going to the Chicago Blackhawks. That was quite, quite saying. I, like I said last week, we did do a mock draft lottery, and everything was right except the final three was completely screwed up. So I had everything right, and then I had. In the mock draft lottery, it was Anaheim, Chicago, and Columbus getting the number one pick. So that didn't happen. Instead, what actually happened is Columbus, their their result got leaked before it actually happened. So it was like, I think it was the guy on ESPN said like, with Columbus dropping to number three, it's between Chicago and Columbus, Chicago and Anaheim. Who will get the first overall pick and leaked that result before, but it was at the top three at the time, not the top two. So I don't know if there was some sort of communication error, if it was like, okay, like we'll cut to commercial at the top two because the results have been out for a while. It's just like this kind of, kind of show almost to kind of show the results to the general public, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Chicago should be an interesting fit for Bedard, I think. Now that they got Bedard, I think them and Dallas will be fighting for the top spot in the Central Division for for quite a few years now. I, th- I, I bet you we'll get a lot of Stars versus Blackhawks, like second-round playoff matchups, because I think both those teams are set up really good. The Stars have a lot of prospects. Chicago, I mean, they're now that they they're going to get Bedard, Chicago's going to have a good team. They got they got lots of good prospects too coming up, you know. I look at a guy like Kevin Korchinski too, drafted 7th overall last year, played for the Seattle Thunderbirds and 
got to see him play quite a bit. Guys like that. And, I mean, even, like, a team like Anaheim. I, I, I feel bad for Anaheim because Anaheim comes second in the Crosby lottery and comes second in the Bedard lottery. I think it was Bardown who quoted this, always the bridesmaid. That just sums it up perfectly. Just sums it up perfectly. That's I feel bad for them. But get a nice consolation prize. Adam Fantilli should be should be a good center for them. But you look at the Ducks, man, and the Ducks are going to be loaded. The Ducks have a really good team. You got Zegris, you got McTavish, you got Drysdale, you got you got quite a few good guys on that team. And not to mention, it came out on Tuesday that the like the WHL, OHL, and QMJHL defensemen of the year were announced. All three of those players are prospects of the Anaheim Ducks. Their blue line is going to be stacked. That's yeah, so that's like Owen Zellweger, Pavel Mintukov, and Tristan Luno won the C the WHL, OHLs, and QMJHL defensemen of the year, respectively. Unbelievable accomplishment. The Ducks blue line, this just shows the Ducks blue line has that potential to be absolutely loaded loaded in the coming years. They got a bright future over there in Anaheim. Anaheim is going to have a really good team. You'll see like Anaheim, Chicago, Dallas. There, there's a lot of exciting teams, you know, exciting up-and-coming teams over there in the Western Conference. I don't know if this is true or not exactly, so don't like – don't take my 100% word for it, but the report is the report is that the combination, like, so the lottery balls, I don't know exactly how this 100% works, but the lottery balls numbered 4, 5, 9, and 13 were drawn from the league's machine. So that's like the lottery combination, I guess. Apparently... Apparently, the report is the Canucks had the combination 4, 5, 9, and 12. One number away. One number away from getting the opportunity to select Connor Bedard, the local boy. Wow. If I Now, I'm not 100% sure if this is true or not, so don't. Don't 100% take my word for it, but if it is true, man, that just shows the Canucks are almost like a cursed franchise, it feels like. Everything right from the beginning, it feels like. Because go back to, I think it was right, yeah, it was during the expansion draft thing back in 1970. They had a little lottery almost for like who will get to select first in the or is it in the draft? I'm not sure if it's expansion. I think it might be the NHL draft. Never mind, NHL draft. Okay. But, so, in the NHL draft, it was basically they spun a wheel to determine who would select first overall, the Sabres or the Canucks. And the number that came up was, well, it was, it was basically, it was like one through six or something. 
was the Canucks, and 7 through 12 was the Sabres, and it landed on 11, but it was kind of like a little wonky kind of 11, so the Canucks thought it was Roman numerals and thought that they would have the opportunity to select Gilbert Perrault. However, that was not the case, and it was the Sabres who got to select him, and the Sabres, you know, had, but the Canucks struggled for quite a while until they eventually made the Stanley Cup final 12 years later, but it took them some time, and just, you know, you look at that franchise, and it's like, they've, it's almost like they've been cursed right from the beginning, and that's just another example. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the Canucks in the next few years. They're not going to be, I don't, they're not going to be a contender for a while. I'm, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Second round of playoffs currently taking place right now, in full swing right now, and it's been it's been quite interesting. Carolina, Carolina will advance to the conference finals for the first time since 2019 after beating the Hurricanes in five games. You know what? I mean, I'm not surprised that the Hurricanes won because I did say the Hurricanes, but I'm surprised, honestly, that the Devils weren't able to put up more of a fight, in my in my personal opinion, but it's my personal opinion. I I think the Devils, Devils, like, I think they're a better team, you know, and I think they could have, honestly, if I think they could have pushed the... Push the Canes to six or seven game. I was just surprised that didn't really, didn't really happen. It was a quicker series than I thought it would. But credit to Carolina, great series there, and Kraken Stars right now. The series is tied up at two two. Heading back to Dallas, it was just. You look at like the way, like I was watching that game three between Seattle and Dallas. Seattle won 7-2 that game. Just, I mean, Seattle's making quite a push. Like, they're not going to they're not gonna go down without a fight. The series is 2-2 right now, going back to Dallas. Even if they lost in six games, holy cow, what a run, you know, for an expansion team in their second year. Just, just unreal. I got to, I got to give them props because it is, as an expansion team, well, they, I mean, they made the expansion They've made it a little easier for expansion teams to find their footing in the NHL compared to in like the 90s or 2000s when an expansion team would be a basement team for a couple years before they would actually start to start to contend. But it's been it's been kind of tweaked around a little bit where they can actually be competitive when they join the league. And then the Maple Leafs Panthers. Who saw this coming? The Panthers go up 3-0 in the series before the Maple Leafs win on Wednesday night to get the series back to within to a 3-1 to a 3-1 series. What happened? I don't know what I don't know what happened. I mean I mean anything's possible. There have been four teams in NHL history who have completed the reverse sweep, but assuming they get eliminated, man. Like, I don't know what what really happened there. Like, the big big guys, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all those guys, they weren't really contributing. Like, in the first three games, at least from what I was seeing, they weren't really 
weren't really stepping up. That that's kind of where you want your big guys, especially in like especially in like game three. You're down two nothing in the series. You need one of your big guys to kind of step up. That's what and the Maple Leafs never got that in that game three. And that's probably why the Panthers were able to win it in overtime there. But a series is heading back to Toronto for Game 5 on, on Friday night. So it'll be, it will be interesting to see what happens with that game. And the other series, the, with, another, with the other Canadian team, Oilers-Golden Knights. The series is tied up at 2-2, going back to Vegas. It's been kind of a interesting series. It's... None of the games have been like first game was first game was close between Golden Knights and Oilers. 6-4 was the final score. That was a close game. But then the Oilers win 5-1 in their game and they kind of ran away with it. And then Monday night the Golden Knights won 5-1. I'm surprised surprised the Golden Knights were able to go into Edmonton like that and win win 5-1 and then Edmonton wins 4-1. And now we gotta talk. We gotta talk about Game Four in particular here. So we got we gotta talk about Alex Petrangelo here. Alex Petrangelo suspended for one game for a two-handed slash on Leon Drysaddle. He just kind of almost like kind of a just lumberjack. I don't I don't even know what you call like kind of just almost like a lumberjack chop or something at the guy two-handed. Just boom. It was. Man, I, and I mean, like, and I know some people are saying that one game isn't enough. It's kind of hard to, like, in the playoffs, it works a little bit differently. Just it's kind of, I think it's harder to judge kind of like what what length of suspensions should be. At least kind of from a fan perspective, it always seems like, you know, you know, it should be more, but because it's the playoffs, you know, I think they, yeah, I don't know. It's not a very, not a very classy play there, especially like, you know, the game's already lost and you decide to do that. That was a, that person, that, that, that was a stupid move. Over in the CHL, the league finals are set. The league finals are set. In the WHL, it will be the Winnipeg Ice taking on the Seattle Thunderbirds. In the OHL, it will be the London Knights taking on the Peterborough Peets. And in the QMJHL, it's the Quebec Ramparts taking on the Halifax Mooseheads. Six teams left. Uh, it was said after some kind of interesting things that happened was Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke was up 2-0 in their series, only to lose four straight games to the Halifax Mooseheads, and they ended up lose, losing that series by a score of 4-2. to two. So, kind of wonder. And North Bay, North Bay Battalion, they were up three games to two in their series, one game away from going to the OHL Championship. They fall game six in overtime, and then they fall by a goal in game seven at home. And... Over in the WHL, Winnipeg Ice just took care of business against the Saskatoon Blades, swept them. And in the West, it was quite a good series. Six games between Seattle and Kamloops, but eventually 
Seattle got the better of them in game six and was able to advance. I was at that game, game six, and it was certainly, you know, it was tough loss. But you know what? This team, the Blazers will be rested. Will be rested for the Memorial Cup for sure. Because now they got about, got about two weeks off before the Memorial Cup. So this way they'll be able to kind of rest and, you know, make sure they have a healthy roster. The other teams have got to go in war, basically, with another team of, you know, very high caliber. All of these teams, all six of these teams that are in the league finals are high caliber, high quality teams. Really good teams. Show, shows just how hard, you know, winning, just even winning your league championship is hard enough, yet alone winning the Memorial Cup. There's... But it'll be it'll certainly be interesting to see what happens there. It'll be, but yeah, as as the host team, you have that advantage now. I mean, you got two weeks off, regroup, relax, and you know get get to work at the Memorial Cup. You'll be well rested. The one thing that I do wonder is the fact that because there's because it it does go both ways. Some years there's host teams who. Like, they haven't had that game, in-game experience in a while, and that kind of throws them off, and it kind of goes against them. And in some years, the rest helps them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for the Blazers, but it'll be interesting to see. As far as who I think is going to advance, uh, London and Peterborough, I mean, both teams are Peterborough has pulled off some upsets. Like, they've... I was not expecting them in the championship. I was expecting I was expecting like Ottawa and Windsor honestly. But I think honestly, I think London, I think London will beat Peterborough. I think Peterborough is going to put up a good fight though. I'll say 6 games for London. Over in the queue, I think this series is going to be a great series. I I bet you this series Quebec versus Halifax. I'm calling it seven games right now. Right here, right now, seven game series. It will be an absolute war. It'll be very intense series. Both these teams are are really high caliber. And I think I think one of these I'll go with honestly flip a coin on this one. I'll go, you know what? I'll 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 say Quebec. I'll say Quebec. But I would not be surprised at all if Halifax wins at seven. I think it's literally a flip of the coin. I'm just saying Quebec because they have home ice advantage. Over in the WHL, uh, Winnipeg, Seattle. This series, I mean, I think. You know what? I'm gonna yeah, Seattle. I'm gonna say Seattle. Winnipeg's a a really good team, but but Seattle, like I got to see them, got to see Seattle play quite a bit. They're just absolutely loaded. Six World Junior players. I forget how many dra NHL draft prospects, but it's just unreal. It's just insane. That team's loaded. Seattle will advance. So I think my predicted field, Cam predicted Memorial Cup teams, Kamloops, London, Quebec, and Seattle will be, will be competing in the Memorial Cup here in just over two weeks' time. In other news, off the ice... Man, this story just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the weekend, 
The Weeknd is reportedly joined a bidding group for the Ottawa Senators. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. We got... So now we have three celebrities, three major celebrities vying for bids for the Ottawa Senators. Ryan Reynolds, Snoop Dogg, and The Weeknd. I... I mean, this is great for the sport. This is great for hockey. I mean, this is great. It's great for the Ottawa Senators. Whoever they get is, you know, they got a big, you know, celebrity name as part of their tied to their team. So, I mean, I think I think it'll be it's good. But I mean, it's just I can't believe I'm saying it like, you know, like one big celebrity. I remember being when the news came out that Ryan Reynolds was interested. I was like, wow. Like that's I, like you don't you don't expect to see like you know big Hollywood celebrity, and then all of a sudden Snoop Dogg joins, and then this week it's the weekend. Who's it gonna be next week? That's what I'm wondering. Who's it gonna be next week? It feels like feels like anything can happen with this. So we'll definitely we'll definitely need to keep a close eye on that story because keep. Keep providing you guys updates on that. But man, this story just got more and more interesting. And I know I already talked about the Ottawa Senators and their team sale. But things just got even more interesting. Ryan Reynolds, who was, I think in my opinion, considered the favorite to win the bid for the Ottawa Senators. His bid for the Ottawa Senators will not proceed according to multiple media reports. The He's believed, believed to be attached to the Remington Group's bid, and their bid will not proceed. So that means Ryan Reynolds is out of the race to buy the Ottawa Senators. Keep in mind, segment I just recorded about... Um, the weekend was like on Monday. So at the time I was recording that Ryan Reynolds was still in it, but this makes things more interesting. This really makes things interesting. I don't know who's going to, I thought even though Snoop Dogg and the weekend were joining in, I thought Ryan Reynolds was still, was still going to be the guy who was going to walk away with the Ottawa senators. Now with his bid, not proceeding, that will not be the case. That kind of kind of opens it up. Who will it be? Snoop Dogg or The Weeknd? So I guess we'll have to find out this story. This developing story as far as the Senators. Just every week I feel like I'm talking about this story. Just because it keeps getting more and more and more crazier. It's just... Just crazy. Now we're going to move into a new segment called What If. Now what is What If? What If is going to be basically stepping into a hockey twilight zone, so to speak, and looking at what would happen if, you know, something something changed just a little differently. We talk, talked about this. So what if? What is the what if today? The what if is, what if the Edmonton Oilers won game five against Anaheim? The one where 
in 2017 when they were up 3 nothing and they blew the 3 nothing lead in the final three and a half minutes. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode, and that got me thinking, you know, how would that change things? So I think they win game five. They win game five, 3 nothing. They go back to game six in Edmonton, and I think in front of their home crowd, they'd be able to close out the series. And then they move on to the conference finals where they face the Nashville Predators. And I think I they would have home ice advantage. I think they beat Nashville. I think they beat Nashville in the conference finals. Nashville had a really good team that year. But I think I think McDavid might have been able to pull, pull off some magic. And, and they advance to the Stanley Cup finals. Imagine this. Crosby, McDavid, Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, that would just be amazing. I think, though, their run ends at the Cup Final, and I think I think the Penguins still capture the Cup for the second straight year. That Penguins team was just so good at that time. But the question is, what happens after? What what kind of changes? How does this change the Edmonton Oilers' future? Because the Edmonton Oilers, they haven't up until like last year, they weren't able to really make any sort of any sort of waves in the playoffs. They kind of went after that year. They kind of went down into the basement to the Western Conference for a little bit. Never posed much of a threat, and kind of they had McDavid, but like they weren't really they weren't really able to get much going. But so I think I think instead what happens is they remain a wild card team for a couple years, don't win any, any playoff series, but that all changes in 2020. I think 2020. Now, if you remember what happened, Chicago beat them in the qualifying round, three to one. With that playoff experience, McDavid and Drysital, those guys. Got some great playoff experience under their belt, making it to the cup finals. I say they beat Chicago in the qualifying round. And then not only that, they beat St. Louis. They beat St. Louis in the first round. That's my prediction. But I I say they fall to the Dallas Stars in fall to the Dallas Stars in the second round. That was a that was that was a pretty good stars team. So what happens in 2021? Remember they got swept by the Jets? I say the Oilers are the Canadian team that makes it out of the first two rounds in that all-Canadian division. I say they go to the conference finals where they face off against the Vegas Golden Knights. But I think they fall there in that series in the conference finals. In 2022, remember they made the conference finals that year. I say, yep, still make the conference finals. And if you remember correctly, it was a five-game series. It was a five-game series between Edmonton and Colorado, I believe. Yeah, it was five games. Uh, Yeah, five games. But I say this time they pushed the Avalanche, the eventual Stanley Cup champions, to seven games. But they will fall there, which would set us up in a position, which would set the Oilers up in a position where they, I think, you know, like they're already a contender. But you 
you could see him being like I could see him being like right up there for like favorite to win the cup. They would definitely be one of the top teams to be. And I mean, even like right now, I think they still got a really good team, even though they did lose. They lost that game seven. I think though this team would be set up even better because they have more playoff experience. McDavid, Drysaddle, all those guys just have more playoff games under the, their belt, which would help them make a really deep run. And I think they would win the cup this year in this alternate universe. It's kind of interesting to look back on it. That's just my take. That's just what I think will would happen. I'm trying to have a little bit of trying to have a little bit of fun with it too, but that'll be it for what if. All right, now we're going to move into another new segment called The Next Gen. And The Next Gen will be taking a look at the future stars in the world of hockey who's kind of coming up. While everyone's centered on Connor Bedard and this upcoming draft and all that, Connor Bedard, the Vancouver kid, you know, didn't, didn't end up going to the Canucks. But there's another Vancouver kid projected right at the top for next year in 2024. That goes guy goes by the name of Macklin Celebrini. Macklin Celebrini. And if you look at some of his performances in recent years, he we saw him a couple weeks ago. First time I saw him play, I, I, I haven't heard of this guy up until the U18s. I, I was watching the U18s. And man, that kid can play. I can tell you that. Only 16 years old still. But he just looks so, so good out there. Like he was such a, such a standout player at 16 for them. And if I'm correct, he's, he's eligible to come back next year for the U18s, possibly. So look out for that. But you look at some of his stats and it's really quite, really quite incredible. In, he was part of the San Jose Junior Sharks U14 team, AAA, and he put up 49 goals, 45 assists for 94 points, and that would have been, that would have been when he he'd be like 13, 13 somewhere around there. The next year he went to Shattuck St. Marie Mary's Shattuck St. Mary's, and. He puts up 51 goals, 90 assists for 141 points. And Shattuck St. Mary's is, is the program that Sidney Crosby went to for a bit as well. So, And then he went to the Shattuck St. Mary's U18 prep as a, looks like, 15-year-old. Guy puts up 50 goals, 67 assists for 117 points. Kids 15 years old at the time, and in a U18, U18 thing drops 117 points. That's really quite remarkable. This past season, he went to the Chicago Steel of the USHL. 46 goals, 40 assists for 86 points. Just some incredible stuff. If I'm looking here, and he... He set this year, he set the USHL U17 scoring record. Truly, it's truly quite remarkable. And, he, and it looks like he shattered it by quite a bit. I think the previous was like 70, and he gets 86 points. Absolutely unreal. 
this kid. He's committed to Boston University for next season, for his draft season, and he's right there at the top in like in like early rankings. It's still really early, but not only that, he wants he he's a big Canucks fan too. He said he was asked in an interview about the Canucks and all that, and he said he was a big Canucks fan. And he th- he thinks the team should be in a re- rebuild phase because he j- he loves the team and he would love to be a part of that organization, which is awesome to see. Poss- it's possible that back-to-back years, the number one overall pick could be kids from Vancouver. Bedard- Bedard's a lock at number one this year. And Macklin Celebrini next year could definitely be, he'll be up there, but... Keep an eye on him as he goes along. Some of the some of the accolades he's already attained are truly are truly quite remarkable. This past season he won a he won a world U eighteen bronze medal, world U eighteen bronze medal. He was the top three player on team one of the top three players on Team Canada. He was on the USHL All-Rookie Team, the USHL First All-Star Team, the USHL Forward of the Year. He got the most goals and most points. He was the Player player of the Year and the Rookie of the Year. Truly quite remarkable, all in one season. This guy could be quite something. Look out for him to be fighting for the top in 2024. It's still early, but the kid definitely has a shot. And that will be it for the next gen. All right, now we're going to move into On This Day. And today is May 12th, and there's been there's been a few things that have happened on this day, May 12th. Again, like I've said, I'm taking this from the Hockey Writers Today in Hockey History page. So credit to them for, for this. Uh, Monday Night Miracle. May 12th, 1986, the Monday Night Miracle happened on this day. The St. Louis Blues, they were down 5-2 in Game 6 of the Campbell Conference Final with a spot, Stanley Cup on the line. They're facing elimination in Game 6 in in St. Louis. They were down 5-2. They were down 5-2, less than 12 minutes to play. And then... Brian Sutter scored to make it 5-3. And then Greg Pazlowski cut the deficit right down, made it 5-4, down to a single goal. Four minutes left to play. Got to find one more, though. They got to find one more. And what what happens? Pazlowski again tied it up at 5-5 to force overtime. And in overtime, Doug Wickenheiser with the overtime winner to complete the comeback, send it back to Calgary for Game 7. Now, sadly, though, St. Louis Blues weren't able to, weren't able to win Game 7, and the Flames advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals that year, where they eventually lost to the Montreal Canadiens. And then a decade later, on May 12, 1996, Brett Hull scored a goal, and got an assist as well. And he became the second player in, in St. Louis Blues history to score 100 career playoff points with the Blues. This came in a 3-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings in Game 5 of the Western Conference Semifinals. 
on May 12th, 1999. Another, another thing involving the St. Louis Blues. Pierre Turgeon scored the winning goal, 5.52 into overtime, to lead the Blues to a 3-2 win against the Dallas Stars in Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals. And it was the third consecutive overtime game of that of that Western Conference Semifinals series. And the Islanders, the Islanders like May 12th as well. Not only did the Blues like it, but the Islanders like it as well. The Islanders have had a couple, couple of wins, big wins on May May 12th, including in the including in the Stanley Cup final. On May 12th, 1981, game one of the Stanley Cup finals, they won 6-3 over the Minnesota North Stars. There was there was a pair of shorthanded goals in that game scored by Brian Trotche and Anders Kaller, which was scored 47 seconds apart, which kind of put the game out of reach at that point. And then three years later, May 12th, 1984, Clark Gillis got a hat trick to lead the Islanders to a 6-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals, which, which eventually, which that tied the series up there, but eventually that was where, that was the year the dynasty ended. The Islanders' dynasty ended that year in 1984. On May 12, 1995, Martin Roder led the Devils to a 1-0 overtime victory against the Boston Bruins in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Randy McKay scored the overtime winner that night. Broder picked up his third shutout of that playoff series. That's that's just unreal. I can't even imagine like a goalie being in like a zero zero overtime game. Like that's you know it's ner- it's kind of nerve wracking. Like both goalies are on fire. Both goalies have to be on fire in order to get it to that point going overtime. And you know one of them's gonna give it up at some point, but. When you see those like one nothing overtime victories, you got gotta appreciate both goalies were on their game that night. You know they were both on their game that night. And then Jean Sebastian Jaguer on May twelfth, two thousand three, he stopped all twenty four shots he faced in a victory for the Anaheim. Well, they were called the Anaheim Mighty Ducks at the time, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, in a two nothing win over the Minnesota Wild in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. They eventually went on to make the Cup Final that year, where they fell to the New Jersey Devils in seven games. But they were able to win a Cup a couple years later with the core of Corey Perry, young core of Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff. And that will do it for this episode of the Puck House Podcast. Make sure to give the Puck House a follow on Instagram and Twitter and for more content, bonus content. And until next time, goodbye.